it's Joanna, and you're listening to Two Girls, One Guy, and It Hurt Us, and we have a special guest with us today. That's true, we do. For, but before that, Nicole's here too. Yes. A- a- <laughs> I'm here. A- as am I. Finally, <laughs> finally, I'm not the one that did it. She wants to get rid of us and focus on the guest. That's it. We're not important. Yeah, that's true. A- actually, in this, epi- in, that epi- in this episode, that's pretty much true. <laughs> our, uh, our guest today is writer, um, of r- one of the writers that contributed a story to the book Outside In. Which I believe was fifty stories. No, it's one hundred and sixty. Yeah, 160. every episode. That's right. Wow. See, this is why I have you guys around. And um, you were thinking fifty years. Fifty years. Yeah. Yes. So this is. Um, she's a writer, and her name is Sarah, and she wrote about the creature from the pit. Correct. Yes. That's right. And uh, she did quite a nice job. In, Thank you. I guess. First off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got started with Doctor Who? Um, okay, hi, I'm Sarah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really bad at saying anything about myself. So I'm kind of a writer by accident and a longtime Doctor Who fan. So, Do you remember who your first Doctor was? No, I don't. See, she's like I, me. I, 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 know, <laughs> I narrowed it down between two and I can't figure out which one it is. <laughs> I I remember watching Doctor Who as a kid, but I don't know if it was new episodes, if it was reruns, if it was... I don't remember who it was in the slightest. So I kind of claim it's Paul McGann. Because the <laughs> movie's the first thing I actually remember seeing. I think that counts. Yeah, that counts. I, yeah, I, 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 it I it's, not, it's not 100% accurate, but it works. You know, I, feel, I, I still feel bad for Paul McGann. I really, you know, I knew John Hurt was going to be in that finale, but I just, or not in the finale, but I knew John Hurt was going to be, you know, in the the upcoming 50th, but I just, some part of me was just praying when she said, who's that? It was McGann. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't. I've never seen the guy act in anything else, but for some reason, I've read the books with him, and I listened to the audios, and they're great, and it's just, ah, that poor guy. <laughs> so you don't remember your first Doctor, but you've been watching it since you were a kid, though, huh? Yes. How did you end up writing this story in this book? It was actually a bit of an accident and a um, little bit of a, you have to do this, I want you to do this. Um, I was at Chicago TARDIS two years ago. As and... were two of us. <laughs> but now this time around we'll be able to be like, hey, I know you. Yes, <laughs> Which exactly. make it so much more fun. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm giving the kid to my mom for that weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Um, and uh, Robert Smith, question mark, the editor for the book, asked mm-hmm. me if I was a writer, and I said no. And at Gallifrey One the following year, he asked me the same thing, and I said no. And about two months after that, I got an email going, I had a couple people drop out. Can you help? These are the four episodes I need. So I flipped on creature from the pit was the first on the list i turned it on and within about 10 seconds i had an idea for my essay do you remember (laughs) what the other three were i don't i don't think i even have the email anymore well that's really see why can't anybody walk up to me and be like hey (laughs) we want you no it doesn't happen (laughs) it was he dragged me kicking and screaming into it because up to that point i would have sworn i was not a writer I wrote for my blog, and that was the end of it. Yeah, your your blog is uh, Geek Girl Ramblings, right? That's right. Actually, I guess I could have said writer and blogger, <laughs> Sarah. I whatever works. 
because I knew of I knew about your blog. It's funny I knew of your blog and I I read it. I'm not gonna lie, I read it once in a while, not like all the time, but I knew of your blog and then I started talking to you on Twitter because you were a Doctor Who fan and I think you had said something that I was like, oh, I you know, and we started talking and then like four months later. I find out that you're the person that wrote the blog that I had been reading occasionally before, and I'm like, wait a minute, how? Oh, Small world. Wow. <laughs> and I, you're the first person I've had tell me that. They, they, they read your blog? I just keep hitting refresh so you get a lot of hits on it. Hi, <laughs> like... um, No, so what part of, do you remember what made you decide to, because, well, why don't you tell us what, uh, don't give like the whole story, don't give your whole essay away, but because we want people to buy the book and read it. Because <laughs> it's actually really good. There's a lot of unique takes on it, and like I, some of the stories, it's great because they're done from like different character perspectives, or mm-hmm. they're done from like a, a fan writing an angry letter to the BBC about how the episode went. Mm-hmm. What made you focus on the sound editing of the episode and the sound of, the sound mixing? I was actually a sound designer in college, and even though I have never actually worked in the field, my ears still instinctively pick up the audio of things. So I turned it on and the first thing you hear is the outside, the the natural ambience. And it just hit me instantly. I was going to make a crack about it being the outside of a quarry because they <laughs> filmed everything back well, then. yes, that too. <laughs> but it did have a, that episode did have some very good sound work in it. Like you said, you were able to hear like all the background stuff happening when they were in that jungle. And you can mm-hmm. close your eyes and still know where they are. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I mean, I've, I've seen that episode maybe a handful of times, and I would definitely agree with that. In fact, I had a, I've only seen it enough times where I actually, like, I read your story, and I'm like, oh, that's the episode. <laughs> and I remember your essay being about the sound of it and all the ambient sounds and everything. And just like 20 minutes ago, I'm like, Nicole, what was that episode about? <laughs> like I knew your stuff and I still cannot place it, that episode. It also though might have triggered something that I didn't mention that that's also the episode that has an, in- the incredibly phallic monster in it. Yes, yes it, it does. does. <laughs> it, it just that, that first episode and then they changed it. I love that. Oh, it's right. It was different in the rest of them. The first episode, it it is a blob with a penis that yeah. is totally what it looks like. And then they changed it. And you see, like, they obviously went, uh-oh, we got to do something with this. Okay, we'll give it three little things here and get rid of the... And I'm like, yeah, somebody cause... must have been having fun with that one. <laughs> I, fu- I don't think it helped much. No, I, I find it funny that we, uh, we're on, like, episode 13 or 14. I don't even know. 14. We're on episode 14, <laughs> and that's the first time anybody said the word penis. <laughs> oh, and I got to do it. And it was all you. <laughs> you. You can't help it when you see... I was looking at it like, is that... That is not just me. That definitely is phallic. And it was like... And then, yeah, the next episode, you see, looks different. So obviously they went, eh. But there's a point where Tom Baker is, like, talking into it, too, which I was like, he had to have known what that looked like. Yeah, but, you know, Doctor Who monsters are always, like, even to this day, like, I remember watching, like, the I said like a lot in that last phrase. <laughs> wow. I remember watching, um, and now come the ums. 
Oh, thank God for editing. I remember watching Eccleston with the Slovene. And I love the show, and I can't get past how horrible the costuming was. Or the sound effects for them. Oh, God. Yes. Just, <laughs> Farting. Just horrible. Like, you could tell this episode there was no budget and it was meant for kids. Or adults with child minds or something. I don't know. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, oh, my God, these things look so, look so bad. But then they're getting chased in the one scene, and they show, like, a CGI one, and it looks really cool. And then the next scene, it's like this plastic thing bop, bobbling around again. I'm like, how did you ever, like, how, how did any producer or director watch that and go, yes, we're going to keep that? <laughs> I mean, oh, that's, that had to be one of uh, the whole new series. I think that must have that might have been the worst special effects out of any episode. Yeah. Well, Clara riding the space bike in <laughs> rings was pretty we're, bad, too. But about I mean, those aliens and like, the green screen with the aliens. Which one? Like the Rings of Aachen. There's a lot, you know. There's we could do a whole another episode on the Rings of Akathon, but we won't. <laughs> you already did it because <laughs> that one keeps coming up. That's like a bad penny just keeps turning up. <laughs> and that's the only episode I could look back on again and go or try to watch again and be like, you know what? It didn't get any better. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you noticed, Sarah, but we're not fans of that episode. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've seen worse ones, but that one did not grab me. I I think if anyone has been listening regularly, they could identify the episodes that each one of us dislikes, probably. We bring that up, like, I would, all the time. I would say that I would like to think we have regular listeners, according to Feedburner stats. Mm-hmm. So far, I think I've talked to three people that have... Oh, the other... One of the other... There's other Chicago Doctor Who podcasts, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he emailed me. <laughs> he did... He was. It's it's a it's a what's the name of it? Who thirty seven is the podcast? Uh-huh. And now I'm plugging other podcasts. So now I, all those clicks you're hearing are sounds of people clicking the mouse on stop on our podcast and going to them. <laughs> no no no, we, we like you guys. <laughs> but yeah, so he um, it's just one it's one guy, and I think there were other ones. You know, I'm sure there's other ones too. But mm-hmm. yeah, we we're very critical of Rings of Akaton. <laughs> Did you like it? Um. I didn't love it. I'm usually, no, I'm usually probably overly positive about most episodes. Yeah, and this one just, yeah. Yeah. It's not one that I want to watch again particularly soon, but. We hear ya. I didn't hate it. It wasn't Curse with a Black Spot. No. (laughs) That one improves with watching, actually. Okay, tell me where the one guy disappears to that never is seen again. Did you ever notice that? I have no idea. Did you ever notice that before, though? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was, like, me and my wife were watching that, and even her, at the, like, right after that scene, we're like, wait a minute, what happened to the other guy? And, like, he's not at the end, either, when everyone's, like, rescued again. He's not there still. He's just gone. And he's never mentioned. Like, the actor must the actor must have... combustion. The actor must have got sick or something and couldn't finish. Because he, he was quit just piracy. He quit piracy. He went straight. He just <laughs> jumped off the boat, swam away, and said, I'm, I'm done. He got rescued by the dock and said, you know what, I, 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 I'm turning over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. I'm taking, you, you guys can have the spaceship, I'm taking the, the boat. But that was one to of the ones good. that... That was one of the ones that was fun, it's fun to watch, I will say that. Although I just realized the end of that's eerily similar to the end of uh, our other favorite, The Power of Three. But that one was just goofy. That one would have been a great Torchwood episode. I still think, and I know we've said this, but the Rings of Akaten 
could have been better as like a Tom Baker story if you spread that out and yeah. developed stuff. And there were parts of it that reminded me of the seventies and eighties. Yeah, like I could totally see that being like a Tom Baker story, and if you fleshed out the stories instead of just throwing in like, <laughs> oh, here's a monster. Oh no, that's not the real monster. This one. Oh no, not that one. This one. Who Look make, over here. Who makes a monster as an alarm clock? You know what's funny is that episode, like Sarah said, it's not like it's the worst one ever. I mean, it's it's not. I've seen. I mean, Talons of Wing Ching is not great. I mean, some people argue that. Oh, it's it, you know, but no. So oh, we, told, we always derail. I know every time. So you, you both host it. Yes. Where have you have you been to Chicago Tardis since um, the book has come out, or since the book has been in edits? Yes. Last year, Chicago TARDIS was actually the launch for it. Oh, very cool. <laughs> so we were there last year. I know and... I, I, okay, cool. So I know I have Carol's copy in my bag upstairs, and I know how, like, how you signed it. Mm-hmm. So with the, with the lobby con and all that fun stuff. So Yeah, we actually had autograph sessions for it because there were so many of us. How did that feel being in an autograph session? The most bizarre thing I've ever done in my life. Because I can picture that being really cool, but really odd. Like, it's something not, like, what you would expect. I hit the point where I was drawing pictures in people's books because I couldn't think of anything creative to write. There's a whole string of them out there with Kilroy. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, yeah, I couldn't come up with anything, so I started drawing. Wow. It's still. Do you think? So, do you think you're going to be doing like writing any any more for them or for doc, for anything Doctor Who related or? I'd like because now you know a lot of the writers, kind of right. I mean, you met some of them, right? Yeah, I do. I I know a lot of them both from writing and from just hanging out in lobbies. <laughs> um, yeah, if you go to conventions, go to lobby con. It's the best way to meet people. Um. No, I mean, I kind of fall into things unintentionally. So if someone were to ask me, I'd say yes. But I'm also not actively seeking it out. It's very cool, though. I mean, the whole story of how you got picked to do it is really, really neat. (laughs) Because I am pretty sure that that would not happen. (laughs) To me, anyway. I'm I'm hoping... I want to make t-shirts for this podcast so we can wear them to Chicago (laughs) Tardis. Awesome. I'm, hope, I'm hoping to have, like, m- people that we don't know actually be like, hey, I listen to you guys. Because that would be really neat. That well, you really met somebody cool. that listened to us, which yes, is totally like, it was random and bizarre. Random. I was, I went to C2E2, and I did the speed dating, and I put my name down and number down for this for two guys. One of them texted me, and he's like, oh. And then, but I also off chance, like, are you a part of a podcast? And I'm like. Yes, a Doctor Who podcast. So he's like, I know your podcast. I'm like, wow. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. It's kind of cool. <laughs> that is really cool. Soon we'll be very famous. Yes. Yes, first Chicago, then the world. Mm-hmm. Let's Although now having Sarah on, Sarah's from, the, you're from the Philadelphia area, right? Yep, just outside. <laughs> First Chicago, then Philly, then the world. Yes. If I move to New York, you can drag that into it, too. Excellent. 
<laughs> it's true. Yeah. Are, you, are you going to the Long Island uh, Doctor Who Con too? Yep, I know the people running it. So that's cool. I've talked to the guy on Twitter. I can't. Uh, is it Ken Deep? Yep. And he's a nice guy. I mean, but I think doesn't he helps with some other cons too? I think. Yeah, he kind of knows everyone. Mm-hmm. So uh, he does a lot with with a lot of the Doctor Who cons with Galley with Chicago Tardis. I think he was back in the old days. He was one of the ones that started really bringing them up and like getting them popular and stuff. He might have mm-hmm. been. That was before I was going to them, but yeah, that was that was probably. See, I, I want. I could have swore I saw him on a documentary about Doctor Who. I could have swore I saw him <laughs> on something I watched. I just don't remember because everything in my mind turns into a mushy blur nowadays. <laughs> but especially with a small person that wakes up at the crack early. Well, I can't even say the, I can't even say the opening to the podcast that I created. What's that tell you? <laughs> but you were able to say it after a few drinks. Well, start passing them Last over. Last Friday, remember you were like, "I can't." Say, I'm like, "Say the name of the podcast," and you just like, "Oh, at Hale Kahiki, yeah, yeah." You yeah. said it like instantly. Like no problem. I had like three or four drinks, and she's like, "Say the name of the podcast." I'm like, two girls, a guy, and a, a TARDIS. And it's the almost best of thing too. <laughs> if you stop stressing about it, exactly, and it just flows. Was, did you guys go to Halakiki last week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went last week. Met another person that... Li- oh! Uh, Brian listens to our, to- our podcast, apparently. <laughs> Brian? Which, he was one of my friends that was there. Oh, very cool. He, he, I was telling him something. He goes, yeah, I know. I listen to you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> the media mogul? <laughs> yeah, apparently at my daughter's first birthday party, you know, I'm... I'm gonna, as usual, we derailed again, but I'm gonna let Nicole tell the story because this is this is funny to me. Here's here we have Sarah, yeah. who's an actual writer with an actual successful blog that people read, and she thinks that no one knows who she is. I have like never met anybody that's been like, oh, you're the guy that does this. But yep, my table at your table, a guy I know. Yes, was who, was quite impressed and was like saying with such awe that that John has does so many things. He has all these podcasts and these videos. So I said you're media mogul now. Yeah, apparently. People are impressed with your media empire. By people she means one. <laughs> Mogulness? Mogul my mogulness. <laughs> Thank you. See, that's why she's the writer. We should have her, make up words. We should have her write our uh, our jokes for this podcast. Oh no, 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 no. Or we should have her make up a word a week. <laughs> that we like that we just throw on here and use. So it's really nice it's really nice, neat that you know how the whole thing came about and I definitely recommend reading the book, especially Sarah's story. Which is not called Sarah's story. It that, should be though. It, it's uh it's I don't remember what page it is. It's the story for it's from it's for the creature from the pit, which, as an episode goes, not my favorite, not my least favorite. It was all right, a little odd at times, especially mm-hmm. the ending, <laughs> which doesn't. Well, ti- I guess back then it was timey wimey too, kinda. Mm-hmm. But um, so definitely pick up the book, and you know while we have Sarah here, if you have some time, we'd love to see what you thought about the last series of Doctor Who and. The finale and everything. Sure. And this is the first podcast you've been on, isn't it? Yes, it is. See, we have the exclusive. That's awesome. <laughs> it's all thanks to your media empire. My mogulness. Mm-hmm. 
Nicole's not real. Let me hear the end of that. <laughs> enjoying this. Just I cut. just. I'm enjoying this. I'm gonna. I'm saving up all the memories, so when I'm on Twitter, I could just throw the multiness out and the media empire out. I just loved it because it was so funny to sit there and see him so impressed with your whole empire. Like the, you were taking over the world. The be- yeah, I'm, One I'm, podcast at a time. Yeah, I'm a regular Chris Hardwick. Uh, my, favorite par- <laughs> my favorite part of, that, of it was when he, po- he said he pointed out Arturo and mm-hmm. he goes, that's the guy from the videos. Yep. He's met Art before. <laughs> that that made it. It was funny when it happened, but <laughs> when you told me that, that was even funnier to he's, me. He's met the guy because he said it like he uh, like a celebrity had just walked in. The face of your empire had that, walked in, and that's exactly what Art needs because his ego barely fits in this quote <laughs> air quote studio <laughs> as it is. And it is funny when you said that. I'm like, but Dave's met him. We used to, we played Xbox before together, plenty of times. But, I don't know. Celebrity had entered the room. Yeah. He didn't even know, though, that he was sitting at a table with someone else who was a part of your media empire. He hasn't listened to the Doctor Who one. No, he didn't know that I was... (laughs) (laughs) Joanna just just made the loser symbol on her forehead about the guy. (laughs) Now if he does listen to it, now this is going to be really awkward when I see him next time. (laughs) He doesn't listen. We know that. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. But uh, we'll find out he does. <laughs> so, Sarah, what did you think of Series 7? What were your highs, your lows, your eh? Um, I didn't love it as a whole. Um, I enjoyed it. And I probably will like it a lot better on DVD, which I think is one of the things that's happening right now with Doctor Who. It gets when I can on. just watch it in a string of episodes rather than once a week. See, that's how um, I ended up. I ended up watching. I want to say the whole first. I've seen the. I saw the first half every like week or so because we were doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when I rewatched it with my wife Joanna, incidentally, my wife's name is the same as our my fellow podcaster here. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that was an awkward conversation to have. Oh, yeah, I found a podcast <laughs> host. Um. <laughs> And they both have this, a sister with the same name, too. <laughs> so, but when I watched it with her, because she hadn't seen... She saw, like, I, I don't think she saw any of it. And we watched up to Crimson Horror. I think that's what was out. And I watched them all together like that. Like, over a day or two. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I do agree. It Parts of it was better. Were better. Was better. Were better. Were better. Were. Were better. This is why, again, I don't... <laughs> Right, or I do. It's just no one reason. But um, there's there so there are certain episodes that still stuck in my head as eh, and Rings was one of them. Actually, as Nicole said last episode, the Rings of Saint John. <laughs> remember, okay. you, remember she you said that like twice. No, I said up? the bells of Akaten. Oh, the bells of Akaten. That's what it was. <laughs> but no, the, ring, the Rings of Akaten. I mean, the second time wasn't as bad, I guess, in a way. Maybe because I was watching it with somebody that hadn't seen it before. But, and I think after it airs, everyone's so emotional after watching an episode that it's like, it's, I hate it or I love it. And then a little bit later on, you start to like it. Like, like Nicole has become a big fan of, um, A Town Called Mercy. Okay. (laughs) No, actually she hasn't. She hates, she despises that episode. (laughs) I don't despise the episode. I just, 
I didn't think it should have been a western. I just it th- didn't work. I was waiting for it as to go. a western. I was waiting for it to go. I just don't think it should have existed. <laughs> no, I, the story was it could have been good. I just didn't think it worked as a western. It bothered me that they that was what they because westerns have a bad guy. Yeah, you don't have even yeah you don't really have shades of gray in it. I mean, I mean you can have I said like gray with like your. Your hero might be a little bit of an anti-hero. He's not completely good, but then he comes up against like evil and does. You don't have like everyone's like. Well, really, they're all basically good people. Like, he had a good heart. Like even though he ripped the hearts out of some of the people he worked on, he had a good heart. <laughs> I just thought that that was his name, <laughs> Jax or whatever, should have just been bad. Every, you could have redeemed the gunslinger every time he said the name Jax. I thought of the guy from Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Seriously, every time I heard Jax, I thought of Mortal Kombat 2 and (laughs) 3. Maybe 4, but whatever. And that episode really underused Amy and Rory. They were like decoration, practically. You know, by this series, I was not... I enjoyed the episodes that underused Amy. (laughs) I think Rory should have got more screen time and more lines, but... Amy had gotten, for me, like, I don't know, too preachy almost or something. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just think Amy got a little preachy this season. But back to our guests. Uh, now that we hijacked that thread. <laughs> so you thought it was, overall, you weren't, um, well, there was no real, like, there was nothing to really tie them all together. I think it's part of the problem. I know, like, with the, with one of the Rose, the Rose, some of the Rose series, you, you had something. Whether it's like Bad Wolf with Rose or Fote Saxon with Martha, because you need that tie-in. And people look for those things. I mean, they expect it at this point because they're so used to it. Yeah, but those were different showrunner. I know. I know. I mean, like people, like it would have been nice to have seen it. I expect to finish an episode and not go, what just happened? But that, you know, <laughs> failed a few times this year, too. But now having seen the finale, going back to rewatch them is going to be completely different, I think. Yeah, I mean... Now that we know what's going on with Clara. The finale, though, actually made me like the Bells of St. John. <laughs> I had to make sure I had the right title there. <laughs> Because now they're all jumbled together in my head, those two. It kind of made me like it less. Because the end makes almost no sense then. I kept thinking, oh, this... The the great intelligence uploading these people. And then at the end, it's just like, oh, well. Wipe everybody's memory like he's prepared for it. And what did he get from it? I thought it would figure into, like, a big plan over the season. But instead, it's just kind of like another one of those... (laughs) Okay, yeah. I was just randomly uploading these people for no reason. Yeah. And yeah, then you thought, he, you thought it would like boost his like intelligence or something. I mean, he, you thought there was a reason. There's like there a was little a line where they say where he says like I've learned a lot, but the time has come to d-. and I'm like, "Well, then what is he doing?" I have a thought. Um maybe he was looking for Clara. But why? R- remember like in the series like he jumped into the doctor's time stream. Then Clara went in after him. Oh, so you think that the one we the one we see the great intelligence we see in 
Bells. Bells, thank you. Because yes. I always <laughs> <said> rings. <laughs> you think that that great intelligence was the... Well, yeah, but... Like, I think there's some intelligence would have run into Clara earlier in his timeline also. I think he was looking for Clara because he ran into her in the uh, Victorian one. Yes. In right. The Snowmen. Yes, I think he was looking for her like throughout time. But he's still uploading all these random people. Yeah, he knew who he was looking for. Yeah. But so why they... would you upload all the randoms? I thought he was going to use their intelligence. First and he off, didn't. For... He spl- they spliced in the computer skills to her. So Well, they were uploading people why with computer she... skills originally. That's what the whole thing was. Yeah. And but then, then for some reason he wanted her anyway because they're like, oh, she doesn't really have it. And he's like, that's okay. But he didn't in. make the call. Someone no, else did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Based but, off, yeah. But it was like, oh, yeah, we'll do. And then they. So because I did rewatch that one and I was like. The plan doesn't really make any like I, I, I when I saw that one thought oh well this will connect somehow to his big plan or it'll be explained later and I'm like no he's just kind of randomly uploading people like I I wondered if maybe the point was supposed to be he was trying to like bring the doctor out that could I think be too. he had to be bringing but the they didn't out. really like ever make that clear because he because she said as soon as the she got the message from the doctor. Was, his letter, whatever. Kiss, kiss, yeah, she she like said, you know, the one you told me about is here. So I'm like, so he seemed to be waiting, but they never really like. And it seems like a bizarre. Like he just went, okay, I'm just gonna upload people until. I'm kind of surprised you didn't see any mention of him anywhere else throughout the season series. It's like I don't know season. <laughs> I always have, I always get mixed up because I have friends in the UK that always chastise me about saying season instead of series. And I end up saying them both and sounding like that. But <laughs> better to sound both because you acknowledge both. But I, I don't know. The finale I thought was pretty good though. Yeah, I just was. That was my one. I was like kind of disappointed it didn't tie into that at all. I was like, you know, Sarah, do you think maybe part of the problem is that they decided to switch out the companions midway through, so they had to like finish off one story arc before. Starting the other half of the season, maybe? That doesn't bother me. I actually just look at it as two different series. 7A, 7B, part one, part two. Um, I had to actually look back at what was technically part of season seven. Series seven. See, she does it too. <laughs> I Not do it me. too. Not just me. <laughs> no, I do it too. Because um, I couldn't remember where it had ended and where... Clara began. Yeah, it, it's it's so strange when we were going through them on our wrap up of it, and we were talking about what was in series seven A, and we, Nicole named them all off. I'm like, just just gotta be one more, and, <laughs> and there wasn't. I'm like, wow, that was a sh- that was short. I mean, this one was short mm-hmm. too, but this one seemed to. Ju- I think the second half was stronger to me than the first half, though. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they were just trying to like finish Rory and Amy off. And I think we all agree on this. The three of us agree on this that they should just left them in the house. I would have. I don't think that, I don't see how that was a bad ending. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great ending. I thought the way this series six ended with them having their house and being set and being happy. Yeah. But but at the start of season seven, they were unhappy. But you wouldn't know that unless you wouldn't know even even the pre the little short videos didn't really explain any of why they no, were unhappy. That, that was always a little bit forced to me. Yeah, kind of like the two kids in the Cyberman episode this year. <laughs> what do you? What did you think of that? I mean, 
The kids are the episode. <laughs> okay, like Crimson Horror, I thought was okay. Actually, I, watching it again, I like it until that last five minutes. How do you threaten someone and say, we're going to tell our dad you're a time traveler? And what adult goes, oh, no, don't do that. I'd be like, go ahead and knock yourself out see what he tells you. <laughs> what, what parent in the right mind would be like, Clara, are you a time traveler? The kids have pictures. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. Oh, so it was just so badly shoehorned in. I think there must be a clause in, in the show's contract or something that there needs to be kids in at least a couple episodes a season. <laughs> it's an awesome way of putting it, and you're probably right. Because <laughs> why else would you have had them? You could have had the entire Cyberman episode without them. I mean, yeah. they didn't do anything. No. They got caught. They stood there. They stood there. That was the best acting they did. <laughs> yes. And, and the girls stayed obnoxious. Oh, my God. And the little brother stayed... Quiet. Yes. I really like Neil Gaiman. We went through this before while we were eating dinner. I really like Neil Gaiman. It, 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 I was really hoping that episode... I mean, there were a lot of parts of that episode I like. But, like, when all of a sudden the thing's moving like at the speed of sound... I'm that like, was mm-hmm. awesome. It was awesome, but it never happened again. I know, but it was so awesome Which it made happened. it so odd. I'm like, okay, <laughs> now somehow they can move super fast. Okay, the Daleks would still win. But... I'm just like, okay, cool. And then it never... I think they maybe did it one more time. No, not even. Yeah, I think that might have been the only... Right? And then, like, the upgrading thing. I've been in the electronics industry for 18 years. If something is getting electrocuted, there's no software or firmware upgrade that's going to fix that. <laughs> that got a little old to, at the, by the end to me. But... Magic. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, no, I could do that to an extent. <laughs> No, Magic would have been in, in rings when he had Harry Potter's wand instead mm-hmm. of a sonic screwdriver. Some, there, was yes. a, there was an article written on, um, was it Digital Spy? On one of the you know websites that always talks about Doctor Who, and some people are suggesting it might be time to get rid of the sonic screwdriver again. That I'd be okay with that. That it's just being used too much. Yeah. It's become like a campy pop culture-like... It does things it should not be able to do, first off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... It does everything. barbed wire. Maybe the, yeah. this new doctor will use it much, much less. See, it, it used to be used sparingly, and then in the Tom Baker years, I think it started really getting used a lot mm-hmm. by the end of the run. And then when Peter Davison had it, John Nathan Turner's like, okay, I want to get rid of this thing because it gets used too much, and I want the stories, I want the doctor to solve the stories on his own. And I remember watching the episode where it got destroyed when I was a kid going, no! Because <laughs> when you're a kid, the Sonic Screwdriver is the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, you're like, oh, 40, we, I'm, I'm gonna, my opinion of, the, of all these episodes is that the first half hour was really well, really well done, really good, really thought out. But then the last 15 minutes when they're like, oops, we have to end this, seemed extremely rushed. And a lot of times it was like, oh, just Sonic it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You know, Sarah, we've had this conversation on the show many a time. I think they should extend either extend the episodes to one solid hour, just give it a few extra minutes, mm-hmm. or maybe even go back to how they did it before, where you had an, an episode that took up like two or three weeks. Because it seems like they start doing character development and they start doing things, and then it's well, we got to end it. They don't have 
you know, any time to really tie up stuff right. Except the finale. That was actually pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, what were some of your other thoughts on it? What was your least favorite episode? Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. Am I the only one here that liked that one? I had... I, I didn't... See, she agrees that. with me. I just had such high expectations yes. for it. And it didn't live up. I didn't think we saw nearly as much as the TARDIS as they were talking about. The library was cool. Yeah. The giant telescope was cool. But a lot of the rooms, she just ran by. And then all of it was corridors that kind of mm-hmm. looked the same. That's where I... That's the one part I had a problem with. I would agree with you guys on, like, that part let me down a little bit. Uh, the Gallifreyan Encyclopedia in the jars was really neat, but very Harry Potterish. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I mean, it was cool, but... I then again I'm a huge fan of the band The Cult and they used their song in the episode so that's probably a big part of why I liked it too but I I think parts of it were really well done but yeah I could see why people would be let down by it because they really hyped it a lot I mean about yeah. you're going to see more of the TARDIS than ever and it's like mm. the Eye of Harmony was cool though yes. that, was, that, yeah. was, that was neat to see how they tied that together and they were basically all TARDISes are hooked to it still to this day because they're all like, you know. Mm-hmm. That was neat. I like that. So that, so that I really was... could have done without those brothers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They weren't great. I didn't care about them at all. Good taste in music, though. <laughs> I <laughs> couldn't differentiate between them. The they, only never, one... they didn't just didn't develop the personalities at all. The only one that no. kind of stood out was the one that thought he was an android. Because he was the only one that was different. He wasn't a... Well, he wasn't a jerk. I mean, that was about it, though. Yeah, I... They just... I thought that episode could have been so much better if it was, like, a story that somehow was, like, the Doctor and Clara just... They crashed Trapped in the TARDIS. Yeah, that's what I thought it was Dealing with, like, issues. You didn't need the brothers to, like, take away from the rest of the story. Or they could have just... They should have just... If they were going to do that... Well, they did do that. (laughs) <laughs> Go straight, like, 70s and 80s and just have it be, like, just really, like, have the, like, people running it be, like, Sanford and Son or something. You know, something kind of almost outrageous and kind of funny, too, though. You know, not, like, try, don't try to make this, like, serious thing about the brothers and, you know what I mean? Like, that's one thing I'll say about, like, the episodes in the 80s. There were times when there was always some sort of comic relief here and there. Or there was always something that you're like, okay, that's corny, but great. Yeah, that, they were, they they were just dark and i know narratively they're there because the whole point is about secrets and they have this big secret that's bad but it's just i didn't care about them at all yeah when the i one, just when wanted the one them to killed, leave i was like eh. <laughs> i just would have i would have loved it if they just left they could disappear like that pirate and i would be like great <laughs> they're gone just disappear weren't there three of you what I what I think is hilarious though is the amount of times oh I don't bring the TARDIS in the battle because it's the most powerful ship in the galaxy <laughs> or this or that and oh a, 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 a magnetic grappling hook took me out hmm. you know what it's it's like the Ad at Walker in Star Wars getting taken down by Luke Skywalker wrapping a rope around it <laughs> I mean really yeah it is oh our shields were down so it was able to take us in and the guy's trying to pound through the door with a, a sledgehammer and didn't dent it. That I took. That I always kind of take issue with. 
First off, if you have the most powerful spaceship in the universe and you're trying to save said universe, I think it's okay to use it. <laughs> Just saying. Plus, when Eccleston had it, he took it into battle against the Daleks. I mean, they showed it flying past the spaceships, or missiles or whatever. Well, like, I, I think, I mean, the balls of Sun John, he always said he never took the TARDIS into battle. They also say the Doctor doesn't, never has used a gun, but I can... But I think it depends <laughs> on... Show you something that did. I yeah. think this specific Doctor has never taken the TARDIS into battle. I think she thinks how Moffat does. I think that's what... <laughs> I think if you asked Moffat, he'd be like, well, when we say the Doctor, we're talking about the current Doctor. <laughs> Because they always say the Doctor doesn't use guns, and Eccleston had the gun aimed at the Dalek. Colin Baker's Doctor and Perry were had people at gunpoint. I mean, I think Pertwee even shot at things. I almost guarantee Pertwee shot at things. No one likes I, it. No one except me and Nicole like the John Pertwee era. I love the swashbuckling Doctor. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And that was like the John Pertwee as the third Doctor, right? Yeah. I can see that. He was good at that. He's really... dude. He, what, what's the judo? Venusian judo? Venusian Nikito? Nikito or something. He sword fights the master. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. That's awesome. <laughs> it kind of was. That's awesome because, like, each doctor is so special. But, but you know, you figure at the time James Bond was popular, and yeah. I think you said Pert, we wanted to be yeah. more like Bond. So he's like, well, he well had Bond's... gadgets, vehicles. Yeah, yeah he, had, he had Bessie, he had the Whomobile. His cool 70s clothes i love the, <laughs> the car was it bessie Bess- the yellow car bessie. no it was i think it was the, yeah. s- the silver like there's there was a silver one that everyone calls the mobile yeah and then there was bessie which is the like the old yellow the john pert we actually owned did he really he paid for that the who mobile no he paid to have it made didn't I it think. kind of look like a nike sneaker I mean, was it the one that they had in the Three Doctors? That, that's car. Bessie. That's Bessie. That's okay. Bessie. Bessie's a classic, like, old school car. I could tell. It was Bessie's, cool. Bessie's in the Five Doctors, too. I wonder where mm-hmm. that car is. Bessie is in the name of the Doctor. Yeah, the kinda. Clip Pertwee. Yeah. Well, He's the, driving yeah, Bessie. Yeah, well, the clip's from the Five Doctors, though. Yes. But technically, that, there were people that like took exception. They're like, "Why didn't they take a clip from the a third? Who cares? It was still there. It was great." Well, Sarah, what was your favorite episode? Because we keep getting derailed, uh, well, <laughs> which is fun though. Derailments are fun. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're talking about a podcast, not with trains, it's bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I'm not on the wrong side of that statement. <laughs> what was your favorite episode then? I actually really love the name of the Doctor. Yeah, I'd agree. It wasn't perfect, but it has so many perfect moments. And it was really hard to find a, a, a bad flaw with it. Like, I mean, every mm-hmm. episode we talked about on our podcast, you could find something wrong. Asylum of the Daleks, even. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I think Name of the Doctor might be my favorite. Asylum was my favorite up until that episode aired, though. But, like, how did no one notice the Statue of Liberty walking around? <laughs> that was campaign. <laughs> It, it was great to see. That's one of those episodes that I watched. I'm like, that was great. And at the end, I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> All I can think is if it happened in New York now, I actually don't think anyone would notice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, nowadays, no one has an attention span. They'd be like, eh, is that Statue of Liberty? Eh, can't be. <laughs> and then they, they tried, like, didn't... I think Nicole told us that Moffat tried explaining it away. Like, well, they have a perception filter. Yeah. But you could hear and feel it. Yep. It's not like they... The angels had such control over New York that they they could use, like, yeah, kind of, like, 
perception filters and everything so that people didn't notice it. I would love to meet Moffat and have him explain it to me. The problem is, I think at some point I'd be like, you know, I, I call shenanigans on that. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> I don't care what you say. You wrote it. I don't agree. <laughs> and like the the I, but that one was an episode I really enjoyed. But oh, I, we can never go back to the time. It'll cause too many paradoxes. Well, you just destroyed all the paradoxes by causing this one. How how is it a problem? How about you go to Jersey and like walk there? I mean, go to a different time period. Because now if the Daleks find out that the Doctor can't go to that time period in that city, oh, I know where they're going. <laughs> yeah. So your favorite was Name of the Doctor. I could agree with that. That was really a good one. I think we all agree on this yeah. one. I think my least favorite I would have put is either um, Power of Three or uh, Rings or the Western. It would be a toss-up for me with with, the, with Journey and Rings because both of those. Journey. I think yeah, but I think Journey that was a big part for me. I was like really looking forward to it, and then it wasn't what I yeah was anticipating. Journey, I think though, compared to Rings, had more redeeming like little parts. Because how does yeah, how, it had, how has the Doctor been to this planet that Rings of Akaton takes place on? Or not planet, but asteroid, whatever. He's been there, he knows all about the ceremony, yet doesn't know about the sacrifice part. Plot device. Yeah. See, that's why I like having the writer on. She can explain why they did it. <laughs> that's my answer to pretty much everything that doesn't make sense in Doctor Who lately. Well, I had to stop saying timey-wimey because my co-hosts were getting tired of me doing it. Because every time we talked about something that didn't make sense, I was like, timey-wimey, and they're like, shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what he's going to say if you ask him. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, like, there's always something. As enjoyable as it is, I mean, I, 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 but every episode had something that you could be like, okay, really? Like, Cold War it was pretty good. How did they get a picture of Clara from the Cold War Makes episode? No sense. How did the kids get that? Well, obviously, and then it looked somebody totally said, hey, let's stop for a snapshot while we're being chased by an angry ice warrior. And everyone went, okay. Wasn't it, black, wasn't it a black and white photo? Or was it color? It was color. It was color, right? Okay, good. I'm like, it was like in the 80s. It better have been color. <laughs> but then again, in the Soviet Union, everything is, everything's in shades of gray. So, I mean. I have a question. I mean, like, if it were... I think it could have been after the alien. But yeah, but still, didn't everybody die except the doctor, the captain, and Earth? First off, I don't know a lot about nuclear submarines, but I know people that have served on them. There's usually more than, like, eight people. <laughs> I think the ones that we saw, we saw. Gotta keep the cast down. See? There you go. That's a perfectly reasonable explanation as to why it's there. <laughs> so... What do you, Sarah? <laughs> Sarah, yes. what do you? What do you <laughs> I hope you're at least having fun. I'm sure more. I'm sure many other podcasts are far more organized than we are. Um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Joanna's shaking her head. No, I doubt it. <laughs> so I have to see it in their pants as much as we do. So that you know, what do you? What are you looking forward to in the fiftieth? What do you think is going to happen? I have no idea, and I'm actually good with it that way. I am looking forward to being surprised. I think all of us kind of are. Like, I like trying to guess where it's going, and I really don't have a guess. Well, I think we've said that before. That was what I loved this season. I went, I have no idea who Clara is. 
Yeah. I don't even have like a guess or a theory or I'm like, just this had better be something not lame. Like, oh, there are twins throughout. <laughs> like Martha's identical cousin. <laughs> I think the one that I theory that I came up with was, was her mom's being a time lady. Obviously she wasn't, but... It would have worked, though, too, in a way. Yeah. Her mom, her mom was like Romana. She could have been the daughter of um, the teacher from the original series, or the original season, and <laughs> the first season, and her uh, husband. Because remember, they say in the, there's a throwaway line in a couple episodes where they say that they live in somewhere in England and haven't aged. Because yeah, of their, they said that, I think, in their, Sarah Jane. Which is funny, because their adventures on the TARDIS, they didn't age, yet somehow Amy and Rory aged ten years over the two years they were on the show. <laughs> That irritated me. I don't like my Doctor Who trying to be realistic on one thing and then completely throwing <laughs> realism out the window on something else. But that's what Doctor Who is. Completely random. One minute this is true, the next minute, no, not true anymore. <laughs> Changed her mind. Oops. It's like, they, they have to, wouldn't you think they have somebody that checks continuity, with, at least with the series they're working on? I don't think they really care. Yeah, I, it's probably you know as long as, as long as eight million people in the UK watch it or is it, how many did they get five million six million as long as seven or eight million or however many watch it a week in the UK I'm sure they're not worried about it and <laughs> I enjoyed it, most of the episodes I, I mean but I don't know I think I, I don't even have a thought as I my only thought that I have on who John Hurt could be is maybe a doctor between McGann and Eccleston I think that's what it is. I think that's what they want us to think. That's why mm-hmm. I, that, that's, I would agree with that completely. Yeah. And that's why I don't think my theory is right. Because I think that's the most... It's that's, too easy. It's too easy. It's too they easy. Want, but also... But like, if they're trying to clear up time war stuff, that's the way to do it. But also, like, is it the easiest answer the most obvious answer? That's what Occam said. <laughs> but it's I mean, Moffat. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly true. <laughs> I, I'm curious as to how they're going to get back to Earth and how Tennant and Rose come back. Because some people have speculated, oh, it's a, it's Tennant and Rose from before, you know, they had the other Tennant, the other Doctor. Or and some mm. people have said, oh, no, it's Rose and the Doctor she's living with in the other dimension. I think that's actually more of a mystery even, too. Because how do you bring them back and not make it corny? <laughs> I'm really trying not to say you don't. it's an anniversary you have to have somebody back Mm -hmm. as bad as the five doctors was I love watching that episode I watch that episode Mm -hmm. a couple times a year Mm -hmm. because it's just fun to see everybody together like it's like it's like you know it's like having it's like going to like a wedding and seeing all your cousins and stuff you haven't seen in like months exactly or Or a family reunion my family my family doesn't do those but yeah Mm -hmm. you're right same idea my family hasn't done a reunion in a few years, so we're going to probably try to do one. My cousin wants one, so we'll see. But yeah, I, I think that's what makes it fun having them, but I don't know, because they're like, oh, introducing John Hurt, and then they're on... <gasps> Everyone's like, oh, so here's John Hurt. They're still on Trenzalore, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they're out of his time stream already. I think he got Clara, and that part's done, and now they're actually on the planet. Because the planet looked like it was volcano-y and you know mm-hmm. so I don't because some people said oh they, they're still in the time stream that's why he, they could see him I, I don't think so unless it's just they're my still view. in the I time mean, stream and somehow that's how they get tenant that could be too 
I thought it was a great touch having all the doctors walk Although by. Although what Rose is doing in his... T- <laughs> can pull anyone out of his time stream. I would have pulled out Donna. That's what she said. I would have pulled out Donna. <laughs> I, I think they... I don't know why they picked Rose. I mean, Rose is popular when she... I mean... I mean, I, I, that's probably why. I think it's also she's also an original new series companion. Yeah, especially especially if Eccleston's not coming. But, but there's yeah. so many people that just want. I, I think Dave, Russell Davis had a right that ending with her having her own doctor because so many people wanted them to be together. I think there was that like there was always that chemistry on between those two as actors in general that you just wanted them to be together. It was kind of like. That's the part of this is stuff. But Russell that, T. Davis married everyone off. Or ki- well, he didn't kill anybody off, did he? He gave Rose her doctor. They didn't marry him, but she has her doctor now. Donna got married in the end. Martha married Mickey. Harkness didn't get married. <laughs> I'm still a little miffed. <laughs> he's not, I'm still kind of miffed. He's not in it, just because he's fun. His character was fun. I give him that. I mean, I understand mm-hmm. why. I, I get why he's not in it. Oh, actually, the last thing that the doctor did for him, last time he was on Doctor Who, he... Hooked him up with the guy from the Titanic episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He does not like people to be single. I can't help saying it, but there was part of me that looked at that sequence of him saving everybody and helping everybody and going, really? But then there was part of me going, aw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just went, aw, then I suspended... I, you I think... suspended all belief? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of um, Matt Smith leaving? Are you disappointed with that? Yes and no. I love Matt Smith as the doctor. Absolutely adore him. But the nature of the show has changed. And I'm really looking forward to who the next one's going to be. I'm surprised there hasn't been, like... I mean, there's some speculation about it. And, you know, of course, the whole idea mm-hmm. of a woman doctor comes up. I mean, you, you three are women. Would you want a woman doctor? No, but I want someone... I don't care if it's a man or a woman or whatever. I just want someone to make it the role of their own. I want to be drawn into to their life as doctor. And I just want to be just like, <gasps> wow, with, with it. So I have high hopes for like someone who can bring whimsy and magic to it. No, no don't say magic. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, whimsy. I, I think Joanna wants David Tennant. How about you, Sarah? I'd be more comfortable with it, with the doctor staying male, but if they chose a female for the role, I'm perfectly okay with it if they're the right person. Now, well, seeing how Billy Piper is uh, the odds-on favorite for a woman doctor, I don't know if that's <laughs> really the right person. I like Billy. I mean, I... And I'll admit this to the, the Whovians that listen to us. I even have listened to her music. I mean, but what about you, Nicole? I think that's pretty much the way I feel. I I wouldn't... I'm not, like, against a female doctor. Right. But it would have to be, yeah, the right person. I don't want them casting a woman just to be like, oh, look, it's a female doctor now, like a gimmick. Yeah, like, they, they always... The, the odds-on favorite from the bookmakers is Billy Piper, and then... Everyone else is like, oh, how about Helen Mirren? Helen Mirren's like, I, I, she's a great actress, great person. She's like 90. <laughs> okay, not 90, but I mean, she's not, you know, the doctor's been getting younger and younger, and I, I don't mind going older a little bit, but I think there's a large demographic of fans that would just not be able to connect 
to a doctor that was so much older than them at this point because the way the show's been. For me, mm-hmm. I look at it this way. I think making the next doctor a woman would be a disservice to women, and I'll explain that. No, no, because think about it this way. So, okay, you have a woman, a woman doctor, right? When she regenerates, now what do you do? If you put another male in, people are going to be up in arms about, oh, you're just, you know. I, I think, to me, in just either having a spinoff show with an actual female Time Lord, which I would watch, or an actual female Time Lord character, again, like Romana or whoever, is almost, in a way, better because you're not going to be comparing her to, to what the male did. And if she is switched out with a guy after the run, you're not going to have to have people like speculate as to why. You know what I mean? Okay. I, not, I'd still watch if it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you guys said, if it's the right actress and you know she pulls it off, fine. I just think in a sense that it's almost... I think in a sense it would be almost unfair because what if they go with a guy again? Afterwards, then it's going to be like everyone's going to be like, "Oh, they tried that experiment and it failed." Well, no, it might not have failed, but you know, if you're going to be switching them off back and forth, you know, I mean, you could do that. You're going to have like three years of a male, three years of a female, three. I mean, but oh, it would be interesting though for sure. Mm-hmm. I have like heard, I said, I'd watch. I mean, I'm not against it, but I've heard speculation that I think I bet you part of this was the Matt Smith leaving was planned. But also, it was not planned. Well, it wasn't supposed to be announced for, like, months. Yeah. And somebody leaked it to... Yeah. What's his name? He's always on uh, Gallifrey base forums. And I, I'm afraid to go on those forums again. <laughs> I used to be on it when it was Outpost Gallifrey, and I have some good friends on Facebook from there. Was anybody else on Outpost Gallifrey? No? No. No. Oh, the good no. old days. But, but um, I, have, I have a feeling that they have already casted the Doctor. He's already know. been cast. I don't know. I have a feeling. I, I think you. I think you're right. That I mean, I think if 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 they had known Matt Smith was going to leave early on and it was planned, then yes, I believe they probably have someone in mind or have him casted already or her, or the person has been cast because there has to be something because they would have announced like or expedited the announcement of Matt Smith leaving as soon as they did. Well, because I think they're in the, or in the, in the process of casting him, but I have a feeling that he's already been—he's already in the. Someone's already been picked. Well, I think rumor ha- rumor has it that they were not planning on announcing it for like another month or two. That makes sense. And then once it leaked, they were like, "Okay, we're just going to do it because we have damage to. control." Yeah, damage control at that point. Yeah, and I there's a lot of candidates out there that would be great in different ways. I had said the guy that plays in the show. Um, the hell's the show now? Luther would be great. He's a, he's um, and I would not want him. I would I like him. Like because, him I would like but... him because I want to get back to the swashbuckling, and I think he but can do he it. He is so big and intimidating. They're the, right. The doctor's always underestimated, and you like want, you, you look wanna, at him and you go like, you don't want a doctor that can like chest bump a Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> I think but no, I... like I, or uh, okay, Richard Coyle. Does anybody know who Richard Coyle is? No. Did anybody ever watch the original coupling that was on BBC? Okay, that's out. <laughs> but if you look him up, he has a look that could fit Doctor Who. How he would play it, I don't know. That's, that's the problem is, you can name a ton of great actors that They're... might look like they fit, but 
you don't know if they can play that role the way, you know, in a way that works. I think I posted this on like on our Facebook page that the Leaky Cauldron, the Leaky Leaky News had a couple of ideas. And one of the ideas is like, Oh, he could work. And I don't have the website in front of me, but I think he's already been cast. We already the the BBC already in Moffat already know who it is. Well, Harry Potter's uh, actor Daniel Radcliffe has been mentioned a l- kind of a lot by people. I don't, but I don't know if he could. I think he, could, he like he could do it, but everyone is typecasted him into yeah, as Harry Potter. Yeah, I almost, I almost would rather have the the guy that played Ron Weasley, Rupert Grant. R- yeah, he would. Lots be good. of people have mentioned him. I think, I, I, I think he would be all right. And I, he's he's ginger, isn't he? Yes. Yes. We have a ginger doctor. <laughs> But I still think it's going to be somebody that we've never heard of. Yeah. Well, maybe as Americans, yeah. But I'm sure in Britain, Britain even, it's probably even as somebody Brits, else. I think. Or you mean like a complete unknown? That we just that, that everyone just goes who? If they were going to make a doctor, no. Uh, <laughs> if they were going to make like a, a go back to like a kind of a brooding kind of doctor, I would vote for Benedict Cumberbatch after watching the play no. Sherlock. Mm-hmm. No, like the Eccleston kind of doctor where he's you know. But, like, no, to like, play, like, a cheery, like, upbeat, I've never seen him do that. I don't know if he could, you know? I but mean, I think Benedict is too busy doing other projects. I think he's, do. yeah, he's too big. And it's another thing. People, like, say, oh, what about so-and-so and so It's like, that person's going to want millions of That guy, that person's an A-list actor. They're not going to take, like, a massive pay cut to play Doctor Who for three years. You know, like everyone's like, oh, what about Simon Pegg? I'm like, Simon Pegg has other stuff going on. I don't know if Simon Pegg's going to be like, well, I played Scotty on Star Trek, and they're probably going to make a third one. Yeah, what the hell? I'll dump out of those films and <laughs> pilot the TARDIS a little bit. If 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 it didn't matter cost-wise or anything, or age-wise, I would actually not mind Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I think, I was thinking about that. It's like, not, when you said cost mine, age not mine, I'm like, I thought of him, because he would be fantastic. He looks good for 70. Oh. 70-something. Mm-hmm. Yes. To be I honest, he really does. Th- that, that Earl Grey team must really uh, work miracles on somebody, because he... <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Joanna. I think Patrick Stewart... I think be... you came up with that, so I do agree with you. But I think, I hope, is someone magical. Like, whimsical. But Sorry. then it's somebody that's playing it how Matt Smith played it. No, because, like, I just because, like, mm. like See? Ma- she agrees. Whimsical <laughs> could also mean something different. I mean, like... So, okay, you'd want a whimsical doctor. Someone that can make the world their own. Sarah, what would, what would you look for in a new doctor if you were casting it? Just someone who I believe is the doctor. I... That sounds kind of stupid, but... But I know exactly what you mean, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, when I looked at Matt Smith originally, I could not see it. And then eleventh hour, and I couldn't not see him as it. See, that's how I was with David Tennant. When I saw Tennant wearing the clothes that Eccleston had worn, I was like, "Oh God, this guy does not work." But then once I saw him in his first like full, you know, starting with New Earth, because the Christmas one was you know fun, but you know, when I saw he him, he was in... unconscious for a large part of it. <laughs> yeah, it was the it was the original Doctor Light episode, <laughs> which I can't stand. But when I um, when I saw New Earth and that whole first full series with him, including Tooth and Claw, Tooth and Claw, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I thought had one, I still think has one of the best looking TV werewolves ever. 
Especially when, like, they showed a split screen of Tenant's face and the werewolf. Oh, that was so cool. But watching that, I'm like, okay, this, I like this guy. This guy works. And then those specials almost made me never turn the TV show on again. <laughs> but how about you, Nicole? I mean, would you, like, yeah. just, is it the same thing with you where you'd, like, that would be the guy? I, I would like to see someone come in and play it completely different from Matt Smith. And I loved Matt Smith. But I want to see, like, someone come in and completely, like, shake things up a little and be a new personality. I don't want to see, like, Matt Smith part two. two. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, for sure. I agree. No. I agree. I mean, that. like, it has to be different. Yeah. I, I want to, I just want to see someone come in and, yeah, kind of make it their own and, like. See, there's one reason I don't think they casted him yet. Because when you're going to cast somebody and you audition people, they read lines from the show, right? You wouldn't have them read lines from the ones Matt Smith did because then you'd be comparing that person to Matt Smith. So you'd have to have scripting done. I don't know how much of the next season he's written yet. I think they could have, like, something written, but not... They must have maybe some scenes here and there. But I know he had... Stephen Moffat had said when he started writing it. Because there was question as to if it, I mean, there was no question in my mind it was getting renewed. I mean, why would BBC not renew it? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, come on. But at the point in time, he was getting a lot of questions about it. Right around, um, right around Galley, I think he was getting a lot of questions. And he came out and he said, yeah. it, I, he goes, I am writing it right now. But, you know, Stephen Moffat's like the doctor. He lies, so who knows? <laughs> but if he had written some of it, then yeah, I could see you know them auditioning and having somebody. It's just if they had done it that long ago, something would be leaking out more than what you hear now. I mean, now everyone's just kind of guessing. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Someone like, knows. John, really... You know what? Let's just start the rumor. John Barrowman, twelfth Doctor. That's who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Colin Baker played a head security head of Gallifrey in security or something, and was trying to kill Peter Davison, and then became the Doctor. So you know. <laughs> could work i don't know i don't know what i would look for in a doctor i think someone knows a really good secret and he ain't telling i think he's signed many many confidentiality agreements they don't know yeah, yeah but i don't think it's ever the actors that leak it i think it's it's like it's the same with like st- music that ends up on the internet before an album's released it's not the artist doing it it's some guy that works at the studio i think it's... and i think it's the same thing with bbc i mean somebody there there must I, only be, like, four people that know, then. Yeah, I think that's... Who knows? The actor and, like, some of the big... Mo- the moth? Yes. And the and, other... And the new executive producer? Yes. I, I think I... It's, like, coming back to me now that I read something that was talking about the leak for Matt Smith, and I think there was... I think it was the Matt Smith leaving leak, and they were talking about how it was actually, like, a misdirected email that let the secret out. They emailed it to all of, B- yeah. all of BBC so, Media or something instead of, like, just a couple of people. And it's like, so it well, like, well, no kidding it's going to get out. You just emailed it to, like, 50,000 or 5,000 employees. So, uh, just, I guess, unless something like that happens, <laughs> again, they I, seem to have a lot of confusion with the DVDs going out before the season finale. Yeah, right. The you almost wonder if the BBC... Misdirected emails. You almost wonder if they did it on purpose. I think they did. I think something had to happen. It wasn't that many DVDs. I've read that it was, like, only in the hundreds. It mm-hmm. wasn't, like... I, I mean, I thought it was, like, shipments of thousands, and it, it wasn't. I wish I would have gotten them early. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't hear it because I stayed away from like all things internet like that that day or I can't that do that. Week. 
Is there something in my in my in my being? And I work with a guy that's like this. We want to know. The thing is, like, I want. I won't tell people, but I want to know. But the thing is, I was at Anime Central, so I was working Anime Central well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I had no chance to even really look on Twitter or on Facebook or on Tumblr. Am I, am I the only one that searched for stuff? No. No, no. I mean out of us four. No, I mean yeah, you probably are. I didn't search. But Did you, Sarah? Like, yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> Because you know what? When your favorite show goes off the air for like 15 years and then come, comes back and you find out that there's a leaked something, you want to know what it is. Because <laughs> you're always scared it's never going to come to be on TV. The sad, or, one of the saddest things I remember was I used to stay up till 11 o'clock at night and watch WTTW Channel 11 here in Chicago, which is the PBS station <laughs> that aired it. And I remember watching, it was an, a Sylvester McCoy episode and it was when they first announced they were going to cancel it, but then they decided to do another series. And I remember them saying, this is the last Doctor Who episode. Thank you. know, We appreciate everybody watching. Da, da, da. And I was like, it can't be the last one. I'm like, there's no way. I tuned in the next week and there was nothing. And I was like, uh, I don't know what to do. It was sad. And I'm like, oh, it's got to be somewhere. But there was nothing. And then that series came out and eventually it aired here. But even and then after that, it was like, oh. So, yeah, <laughs> when I find out there's something leaked, I want to know. And I'm glad Sarah's here to say, yes, I'm like that, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally like that. I kind of want to be surprised. I still get pleasantly surprised, because even if I know the outcome of something, I still look forward to seeing how, how they're going to do it, how they're going to portray it, how it's going to, you know, how it's going to look. And I'm, like, I knew what Journey to the Center of the Hardest was about. I mean, you know how to salvage crew captures. And, you know, we all knew that, but it was still disappointing. <laughs> well, to you guys, I mean, I, I like, I kind of, I mostly liked it. You, you three have like swayed me to almost be like, well, <laughs> damn peer pressure. You think what you want. Yes. <laughs> it's not a bad episode. It just depends on what your expectations were going into it. I would agree that the expectations were a lot higher than what it showed. I would agree yeah. with that completely. And I also agree about the brothers. I have. There's nothing really else news-wise. I mean, we talked about the 50th. Um, the big finish has been extended. That's true. 2016, so good news for all you big finish fans. Some of those are really good. Some of those are really, really good. Uh, a lot of the Colin Baker ones are better than his actual time on the show. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I haven't seen any Colin Baker episodes you know what? Yeah, just yet. Treat yourself. Watch Trial of a Time Lord. Then listen to the audios and tell me which is better. I don't have the audios. Oh. Well, oh, man. I, the Colin Baker. And he's in Chicago Tardis this year. Mm-hmm. I think if I ever interviewed him, I'd be like, I'm not going to lie. Your time on the show wasn't your fault, but wasn't a lot of great things there. And I don't think he would disagree. Mm-mm. I mean, he loved playing the character. He wanted to do it. It just, he, they didn't let him do it how he wanted to. And you know, and they dressed him like a clown. Oh my god, was hideous! His coat of many colors. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie, it was cool watching it in the name of the Doctor. Yeah, it's like oh, that. That's it's still coming. when I, I remember when I showed you. I'm like upstairs because people really need to know where we were when I said that. Up yeah, the stairs and we're, pointing because that's we're very not, useful in a podcast. We're not doing video, but yeah, sure. <laughs> but I when I saw that, I was like, you can't with that just a figure in the background. I'm like, but you couldn't miss him. No, there's no way. 
Like, Any of the other doctors, you'd be like, is that him? It's like, that's Colin Baker. I mean, nobody else has that curly hair and then It's the coat, the coat. that does it. Yes, yeah. but also... It's really the coat, because Baker's hair was kind of out there. But it's the combination I mean, of the... You go, that hair with that coat, that you know, has to him. be him. It's not anyone else in that coat. It's my, him. My my thought is, like, I was with my friends. We had a... We were... We were, fat, we were talking at um, Sneak and Shake... <laughs> and my friend showed me this image of Colin Baker and the turtle, and we're like, "What is this about?" Oh my gosh, we're so excited for this next episode where there's all these mysteries. Yeah, and, and they, we just got mysteries. more mysteries. I will say there were a lot. Of, there were a lot of mysteries, and there was a lot of things answered. Who gave Clara his phone number? That's never yeah. been answered. Some people say it was Clara giving herself the phone number. But how Wouldn't would she, she not recognize Yeah, herself? I would think she would look at herself and go... Unless maybe, hmm. she, you know, she. You know, some people say it's Rose. You know, that's something that we're, hasn't been answered. We're ter- I'm tired of Rose. But what about Martha? It could be Sally, Martha, Ro- Donna? No. No, because the only people that ever would... would, would well, okay, first off, Martha couldn't have been because she's working for UNIT. Uh-huh. She could have been undercover. Why? Really, at a shop. Well, but he even yeah. says in it's, which one is the the empty child? He says that phone isn't even supposed to work. Maybe he fixed it. So it's, who he, has he, the he, number to a phone that he doesn't... took the parts from the chameleon circuit <laughs> and he fixed the phone? <laughs> but I think we're probably gonna have to wrap up because I think we're pretty much all set. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that will never be answered. That's another thing from yeah. bells that yeah. I thought would be yeah, answered and. Nope. Uh, I will. Um, one last thing. I bought a shirt. It's not here yet. That Ken put on his Facebook page. Which one? It 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 shows. It looks like a UFC shirt, and it's like a title card, and it shows oh, Kenneth and word. Smith, and it's like... like Battle of the Doctors or something. This one's for the universe. But then it's, and the undercards are great because one says Daleks vs Cybermen, and then it yes. goes the Bakers collide, and it's got Colin and Tom Baker. <laughs> I saw that shirt. I I didn't hear it. I'm like, I gotta buy that. On Friday, like a Saturday, we were at it. It's like, such a cool shirt. a college minor league baseball game, and he wore it. I'm like, I Who? Oh, at Ken it. had it? Huh? Who wore it? Ken. Ken already got it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I ordered mine after he showed it. And so he, I think he already... He'd already ordered it. Yeah, and he, he was... I, I <laughs> so swear hard. I saw him wear it. Always one step ahead of me. <laughs> he knows all the good nerdy geeky things. So... But I guess that's episode 14 of Two Girls, a... <laughs> two girls a Guy, and a Tardis. And we'd love to thank our special guest, Sarah. Thank you, For Sarah. joining us yes, and making you, us her first podcast appearance. Woo! Thank you guys for having me. And we look forward to talking to you more on Twitter. And Absolutely. And if you could guest whenever you want, <laughs> why not? Awesome. And we'll see you at Chicago Tardis. Yeah, You're going, definitely. right? So that's in November. Somebody needs to make sure she's going to find a way to go. I'm looking at Joanna across the table and she's covering her face. <laughs> like playing peekaboo with my daughter. <laughs> she's like... But, so, so thanks for listening. And that was episode 14. And uh, I don't know how long before we're back with another one. Maybe... Two weeks? Two weeks? Because there's nothing really happening. Really? Like two if some, you know what? Maybe if something drastic happens, like they announce who it is, we'll do an episode. Yes. But as of now, let's just go with two weeks. And maybe we'll assign Joanna an episode, an old episode to Ooh. watch. <laughs> what about the fifth doctor? The five doctors. Well, there you go. Watch five doctors. 
I'm kind of curious about it now. So. It's a great episode. <laughs>